Ladies and gents, welcome to Ranwise, episode two. I know it's been a while since we did the last one, the premiere with the Terrys. That's uh, Cody and Joshua, the power married couple. And uh, this time around for episode two is a another person who's a very special sister in my life, Tremaine Govender. How are you feeling, Tremaine? I'm good, thanks. And you, brother Josiah? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. So how does it feel to have a more relaxed environment today, not having the pressure of reviewing anything or commenting on any music or stuff like that? It still feels the same. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still working over your uh, your recorded tendencies, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to ask, I'm not sure... If, if we'll leave this on or off, depending on which side of the story you want to tell. Uh, I forgot to ask you, did you get in August that opportunity to, to speak at church, and how did it go? Yes, I did. Um, uh, what I expected, uh, I think uh, God obviously superseded that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really phenomenal. It was great. Um, we had a youth come uh, to the altar and just give their lives once more. Nice. Uh, I think they were really touched, touched by that word, yes. So it, it had been a great night, and we saw God's power move in a different way, and, you know, we were just so grateful. And the thing that we noticed is that God never, ever goes back on His word. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, uh, when you expect for something from God, he will always meet that need, meet that expectation, or he will supersede that expectation. And you know, uh, that night was just, I, and there hasn't been a night like that after afterwards. You know, so it was a it was a life changing moment. Wow, that's awesome! And uh, you you don't have to mention anyone's names. But what's like one of the best feedbacks you got from anybody uh, after speaking? Well, um, a lot of uh, the other leaders uh, were amazed by the feedback that they got that uh, that's the best night that they've ever had and the best word and, you know, it spoke directly to them, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was pleased with what uh, with what feedback we got, but in all, in all of it, it was just, we were just grateful for God because it was God that did what he, what he had to do. Amen. You know? So that was just, uh, we just, we were just excited that, you know, God took control where he needed to be. Yes. So it's, it sounds like everyone collectively gave all the credit and praise back to Jesus. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. So here on the Ran Wise show, usually the theme I like to keep is that this is, I replaced the word uh, dumb and random with wise. I know it's a stupid title, but Hopefully it sticks. So basically what it is about is this is the show where you can be random without being dumb and you can be wise, but also have some fun. So that's why I decided to mash the two words together and make it ran wise. And it's a more just relaxed, random uh, topic conversation that can go anything from the deepest corners of your heart to the weirdest parts of your mind and everything in between. Uh, so as long as you're prepared to be in the hot seat for the next uh, half hour, 45 minutes or so, let's get this thing started. All right. And don't worry, all the, all the, any question you answer, I also have to answer myself. So all the pressure is not on you. It's, it's on both of us. 
Okay, so let's start with what question we got first here. And by by the way, another thing that happens on the Randwise podcast, the reason why it sticks to that random theme is because I somewhat um, I somewhat pre-read some of the questions, but for the most part, the questions are a surprise to both of us in general. All right, how would you dress if you went to a costume party? Now, if I'm being quite honest, I'm not the biggest person on costume parties um, because I don't feel like, first of all, I can afford them. And then second of all, because I'd rather work on my acting skills before portraying them in the form of a costume and because I don't have a good sense of fashion, I would rather be part of a team where someone could help me dress the part before I'm able to play the part because I don't trust my own instincts. Neither do I trust my own wallet at properly dressing myself for whatever role that I want to play or present. So I, I guess that makes me taking costume parties a little too seriously, but I'm one of those types where if I'm going to take on a role, I'd rather go all out than half ass it. So uh, how do you feel about that? How would you dress if you went to a costume party? Well, I've never been to a costume party, and um, I, I I don't think I would invest in a costume party because uh, it will just be a one-time thing. I got you. So, and I, and I also don't take well into costume parties suggesting a specific or as a specific person or right. actor or whatever. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Now, here's another random question for you that just came to my mind, because I know in the state side they do it a lot. I'm not sure if they do it in South Africa, too. This time of year, sometimes the church, as an alternative, would have you come up, uh, show up to church dressed up as your favorite Bible character. So if you had to pick any Bible character to dress up as, who would you choose? That depends. Well, that's quite hard, I would say. So hard to be. Or maybe I would be like a Daniel or a Jonah. Interesting. So, no, obviously, no disrespect to the woman in the Bible, but you you find the the male role models of the Bible more aspirational for your personal life. No, not really. But I think it would be a different take. Uh, on it, mm-hmm. I mean, like even a Naomi or a Ruth would do as well. Uh-huh. Uh, if even Elizabeth, uh, you know, would do because they were very powerful women in the Bible. But I think it would just be a little bit different because I think if that question was asked uh, to a lot more people, then especially like for the woman as well, they would say like a, a Mary or a Naomi or a Ruth. But then, you know, when you look at, like, Moses and Daniel and Jonah, uh, Daniel was stuck in the lion's den. Mm-hmm. So it gave him courage, bravery, mm-hmm. you know, to be surrounded by, uh, it was a, a life, a death or life situation that he was yeah. in. Yeah. But he still trusted in God and he just sat there in the den uh, and, you know, I can only imagine the fear that he must have been in, but... It didn't like, like he didn't scream. He didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't get shaken by it. Yeah. So I think the amount of bravery and courage. And then when you look at Moses, for a man who had a stuttering uh, issue, mm-hmm. and then rejecting himself because of his speech, 
and then going and taking God's people out of Egypt, speaking to a Pharaoh one on one. Yeah. And when you look at Jonah, I mean, he was given an instruction by God. He disobeyed it, and then imagine living in that whale for I think it was three days, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And and I can only imagine again how the the fright, the fear must have been in him to be stuck in a fish. You don't know where where you're going to, whether you're going to go home safely or not. (laughs) But if something happens to you, so there's a lot of, like, with those three uh, examples, there's a lot of, like, courage and and bravery that's there. And then, like, if you look at, I think, Naomi as well, you know, she she was also a very... um, what can I say? Uh, a dominant woman. Yeah, yeah. You know, she she knew what she wanted, and and she 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 walked that way. Uh, nothing unwavered her spirit or, or faith. You know, so those those are the examples that you look uh, look for uh, in in the Bible: uh, the courage, the bravery, the trust, the yes. trusting in the Lord. I think that's. That's the main main thing that you look for in any of your Bible characters. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. For me, the I don't know. I don't know why this is. I kind of feel like if I had to dress up as a Bible character, I actually might pick. <laughs> this might sound weird to you. I actually might pick an evil character to teach a good lesson. <laughs> so. So I, I would I would play the role of like don't be like me type of character. So like so like I might pick maybe Potiphar or or maybe uh who else in the Bible? Or I might pick like maybe a King Herod or something like that. Like <laughs> or or maybe even King Ahab or something like that. So I I, I would try to show the bad for what it is so that people know what to avoid in their in their lifestyle so i i might take that reverse approach um so that that, that's just me anyway tell about a family tradition that you enjoy okay so i gotta be honest again um we never as a small family that's just me my wife and daughter we don't really have say per se traditions we do have things that we would like to do like on a regular basis but they're not really necessarily like restrictive traditions um however in my past life with extended family i do admit one family tradition i miss having that's kind of uh because it's gone now for many years kind of disconnected our family in so many separate ways um is the once a year big family reunion that used to happen on my mother's side of the family so what would happen is i think up till the year 2006 this was even when i was still a missionary in south africa we would only visit america once a year and stay the other 12 to 14 months in south africa um what ended up happening during that time is up to the summer of 2006 Every summer, we would fly back to America for Mama Joanna's side of the family, and the entire family from all their separate states would just stay in the same house together for a week or two weeks. Uh, so that was like a, a, a pretty cool family tradition that 
um, forced the family that even if they didn't see much of each other for the rest of the year, it forced them to catch up on everybody's year and history and and like fun storytelling uh, of what's been occurring in their life up to that point. Uh, and then also it kind of forced us to spend time together so that we don't make any excuses of, oh, I'm busy at school or I'm busy at work or stuff like that. Like now that you're stuck in the same house together, you got to sort through it, have fun, get past your differences and just enjoy each other's company. Um, so that's one family tradition I really highly miss that, um, God forbid, I'm not even sure if it'll ever happen again, but if it does, I'd be really happy to be a part of it what about you i would say i think it will be around the christmas time uh-huh. yeah because that's where our family is always together and then you just spend like quality time together where you know you get to uh enjoy each other's company share meals together and you know uh the love, uh, the love there at that at that time is, you know, uh, it's phenomenal. It's exceptional, yeah. I would say. Yeah. So, and then, like you get your traditions at at that Christmas where it will be like a secret Santa or stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you pick someone's name and get them a gift in exchange or whatever it is, and uh, you do some. Years we do like a karaoke or mm-hmm. something just to have fun, fun for the, for the day and night. Also, but like we always wait up on Christmas Eve, like twelve o'clock on the dot. You know, just to wish everybody and then and then we also like one gift or whatever. And you know, so yeah, those that's like one of the main traditions for us. Yeah, uh, so yeah, that's like about it. Nice, nice. And then speak, speaking of karaoke, I don't know what, what would be in your karaoke selection, but usually my Uncle Roman would, um, which technically my first cousin Roman, is just that my first cousins are so much older than I am, I refer to them as uncle. So, like, um, my Aunt Carmen uh, is was uh, uh, older than my mother, and she had children a lot sooner so what ended up happening is my first cousins compared to me ended up being in their 40s and 50s while i was still small (laughs) so i had to kind of refer to my second cousins as like my more like you know playmates when i was around that time uh so uncle roman technically first cousin roman used to run the karaoke show and what he would do is he would only pull from one time period in history which was strictly only songs from like the 50s 60s and 70s so like it would be like old frank sinatra or old elvis or like old beatles songs but the thing is the tradition would never change year to year so it would be the exact same songs at every family gathering for like 10 years straight um but the other cool thing is um, it with our family tradition is if you missed one year, you had no excuse for the next year. For the, for the next year, you had to be at the family reunion. You weren't allowed to miss two reunions in a row. So, like, that, that was the other thing is that there was, like, a certain priority placed 
where like you had to schedule your year around the fact that I am not missing this family reunion no matter what excuse I have to give to work or what excuse I have to give to my school or job I have to be there (laughs) so I kind of feel like with the times changing that sense of priority went completely out the window and kind of left us in shambles of not seeing each other or communicating stuff like that of everyone just going about their own lives and never actually prioritizing time to reunite but um anyway what's some of like the karaoke songs that you guys pick so we generally do like uh, a christmas carol to the christmas song uh-huh. i'm very rarely like some of the 80s and 90s uh like and our dad would like um brown girl in the ring uh-huh. and so we'll sing that or the beatles <clears throat> so, you know it, whatever has like a catchy tune okay uh, very rarely uh, mainstream, uh-huh. but like during those times, it would be more so like um, Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas" and oh, yeah. right. or "Last Christmas," you know. So those kind of songs that we that we do, and while it plays, we sing along to it or we dance to it. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. All right, so seems like a more fun question coming up now. Describe the kind of car you would like to own. I gotta admit, um, my car taste has kind of changed over the years. When when you knew me in my younger years in South Africa, I only had one dream car. Well, it's actually two dream cars. Either any version of the Audi TT or any version of the Nissan 350Z. I know you say Nissan, but we say Nissan. And then, of course, we say 350Z, I'll say 350Z. Um, So those are my two (laughs) dream cars at that time. Then after I saw the movie The Italian Job, obviously my dream car was a Mini Cooper. But now I'd have to say my dream car is definitely a a more modified, I would say, Tesla. I would de- I would definitely like to like to get to see what an electric car feels like that I don't have to pay gasoline on or petrol on. Um, but what else? There's there's one more I'm trying to think of. Yes, I do have a weakness for Range Rovers as well, like th- especially the really fancy Range Rovers or like um, the Cadillac Escalades. I'm not even sure if you have Cadillac Escalades in South Africa. But, um, yeah, those type of cars. Outside of the Audi TT and and Nissan 350Z, though, I have never been a sports car guy for some reason. Like, unless it's some muscle car, like a a Mustang or something like that, or maybe like a Dodge Charger, or any... If it looks like something from the Fast and Furious that Dominic would drive, that's more my thing. But if it looks like something that Paul Walker as Brian would drive? No, I wouldn't drive it. <laughs> so, what is your kind of dream car? Well, there is so many, actually. Yes, Tesla is one of them. Um, Dominic's as well is one of them. Um, the, especially the muscle. Um, but... It's more like most of the, the, the sporty cars, like your Porsche 911s or your McLarens. Uh, 
Bentley, Aston Martin, the Jaguar FX, I think it is. Yeah. I can't remember. You could tell you've been spoiled by too many hip-hop videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then you get your... You, the, the, the latest Ford Mustang that I've seen, I mean, I... I like die for these things. Yeah. Uh, like whenever we go past uh, Gateway, so there's uh, when we go into Gateway, there's a Ford dealership that's on the main, like you can see from the main road. Mm-hmm. I always look at the top and look at all the different colors of the Ford Mustangs that they have. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's nice. One day. Oh, that's nice. One day. Yeah, yeah. But then, like when it, like, but. And then when you go to Gateway and you're at that IBV wall section and then you'll see, like, all of this, like, really fancy cars. Yeah. Like, the one time I saw, like, this, um, I think it was a neon green McLaren. And it was, like, totally amazing. Like, I just fell in love with it at that, at that time and I never stopped, you know. I think fast cars is my is my type mm-hmm. of vehicle. Mm-hmm. So, with your Teslas and, and stuff like that. Uh, yes, I also would like to know what an electric car is like because I know the struggle of uh, fuel. Yeah, uh, it's not not cheap at all. <laughs> Actually, because you you say fast cars is your weakness, I'm more of like a a, a mid range car. Um, fast cars I only appreciate in video games, not in real life. But um, give me an alternate answer. What's your dream family car? Like, once you start a family of your own, then what's your dream car? That would be, like, a SUV. So, like, a, a minibus. So, like, a Mercedes Vito kind of type. Uh-huh. Or, or a Range Rover, the bulky one. Uh, yeah, I think those those ones. Or even a 4x4. Like, if we're not going to, like, the fast cars type of thing, then I'll go for a Ford Ranger 4x4. Yeah. Just to have that feeling to be in a in a bucky yeah and driving it in you know people look at you differently (laughs) (laughs) you're like okay there's there's a big chief there yeah yeah i forgot the name of it i'm not sure if it's called is it the ford flex or something like that I i forgot the name of it it's almost like an extensive suv crossover between like a station wagon and like a low rider suv so it ha- it's just as spacious as a minivan, but it's not shaped like a minivan. It's shaped like a like a low rider car SUV. I would either I would either try that one, or if I had to go really big, even though I hate big cars because they're nightmares to park. I prefer tiny cars when it comes to parking lots. Um, they they died out a long time ago, even though they still have them in the army. I wouldn't mind driving a modified Hummer. Especially the idea of having the front windshield completely flat instead of curved. I don't know why. I don't know why that's appealing to me. If I like the Mercedes G wagon, yeah. <clears throat> at first I didn't like it, but then you know, because it looked like really tiny in the front and then really big at the back. Yeah. But I, I think it would it would be an okay vehicle for a family. Yeah. Or maybe I could just get a normal high-ace taxi. I mean, that would be perfect. Yes. Okay, this is actually a perfect follow-up question since she just had a guest appearance in the room. How how would you think your mother would describe you? Okay, so how I think... 
and okay and no i don't i don't think it'll be possible but um i i i I wish i saw this question when she was still in the room then i would have just asked her directly but (laughs) how i think my mother would describe me um i would say i'm trying to remember like how she would describe me because I want to be truthful to what she actually said. I don't want to just make something up. Maybe she would summarize me, not word for word, just in like body language and observation. I think she would describe me as maybe a rebellious sweetheart, if that makes any sense. What about what about your mom? How would she describe you? Well, rebellious is in there. <laughs> She would describe me in a lot of ways, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> some days it's good, some days it's bad. I just go with the flow. <laughs> so there's no there's no overall summary she would give her? Summarize it. Oh, okay. A pardon? So, no, like what you just said is there's not really one word that can summarize you according to your mom? No. Yeah, like rebellious sweetheart as sometimes it's the sweetheart like like once every month i think yeah okay okay <laughs> okay so let's take let's take that question a step further then how would your father and your siblings describe you what are the same <laughs> okay I'm trying to see how how much further I can run this question into the ground okay how would your <laughs> How would your uh, niece and nephew describe you? Well, to them, I'm like the fun. Once they start talking more and and spend more time, then I'm the fun one, I would say. Okay, so you're the problem child in the family, but you're the fun auntie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Children love me. Children love me. Then last but not least, how would your friends and your boyfriend describe you? Okay, so friends... um, would describe me as uh well friendly um loyal well it's been years it's been been years um uh i'm a good friend okay and how'd your boyfriend describe you amazing oh that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> um i think he would describe it as a happy place uh-huh his future. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, loving. Awesome. Definitely. Let's take a more personal direct one. Um, I'm going to say as a sister how I would describe you, and then you tell me how you would describe me as a brother. I would describe you as a sister as a, a reluctant leader. <laughs> what would you describe me as? Okay, this 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 is. I haven't really thought about that. You know, <laughs> I wonder why it's called ran wise. <laughs> Need to be random, get wise. Okay. We could actually leave this question for the end of the show if you need more time to th- to think about it. Some ideas, but I don't know how to like get it on. And then when I'm thinking of the word, it's like running to the back of my head for some reason. Or here's an easier way to. Let me see if this. Let me see if this makes it easier. How would you describe me in person years ago, 
compared to over the phone years later? So in person, uh, I was, uh, at that point when I first met you, it was very, very, I was very shy. Uh Uh, And I think you would speak for that. Uh, But as we got to know each other, I think it made it a little bit more comfortable in knowing that it's easier to talk you know, uh, with someone that uh, understands. So I would say that you're like understanding um, and ever ready to impart wisdom as well as and give advice, you know, uh, relevant advice to whatever the situation or the circumstance may be. Right. Uh, and then also a, uh, I mean, Especially like when it comes to these shows, uh, it's not just about uh, the person that's on the show or collaborating on the show or about the world, but, you know, you always make it about God. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's uh, the main thing. So uh, I would would describe you as understanding, uh, loving, um, and a a good big brother. Yeah, yeah. I got to actually give you the same praise too, that you, I think have a better skill than I do of always bringing it back to the main thing, which is Jesus and God. Um, so definitely, you know, keep that habit up because you're, you're getting very good at that. Um, let's see. Next up, we're getting to the last parts of the show here. So let's see how many questions we got left. What, is, okay, this is a good one. What is something that you have always wanted to do, but never done? I know this is going to sound as selfish as, as I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I know you see me as a good Christian brother, but I do tend to think in four letter words sometimes. So I'll just skip that part for right now. I know this is going to sound really selfish, but I would actually really love to perform to at least, at least once in my life, a packed stadium of at least 20,000 people. What about you? I always wanted to uh, travel the world. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that yet, but I'm hoping it will be done soon. Mm-hmm. I've also wanted to do skydiving or bungee jumping, but I never really had the heart to mm-hmm. like get my courage on there. Yeah. And then I think the main thing is obviously... Uh, and coming back to the main point and to who it's all about is um, living uh, the life that uh, God has destined. So when it comes to like this kind of like ministry is speaking or imparting to others, mm-hmm. even on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. So we're looking like like you would say. Uh, in a packed up stadium of about 20,000 people. Yeah. I would look at it as, as even if it's a conference of a thousand people, right. you know, but in, but for it all, I just, I just want to have the courage to do these things, you know, yes. Yes. Uh, but eventually I want to experience Christmas in New York one day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard it's really great to experience Christmas in New York city. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that day will come soon. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, another caveat I have to to mind, by the way, 
and before I before I give the extended answer to to the same question, what you said about New York City, I think my my mom would approve because she has um, memories of like the Rockefeller ice skating rink under the giant Christmas tree. That's probably going to be part of your wish, or like to walk th- with your boyfriend through Central Park, like to feel like you're in a romantic comedy or something. Anyway, <laughs> so you you want to get all those. All those romantic comedies you saw in New York Christmas lights, you want to get that feeling in person, probably. Um, and probably have, like, uh, you and your boyfriend walking a dog or something. And then maybe he just proposes to you in the middle of the Central Park or something. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just trying to make your dream a little bit better. But me... <laughs> but me, um, there's a caveat to this. I've even reached a point in my life where I don't even have to be the one singing and rapping on the stage before the 20,000 people. As long as someone is singing or on the stage a song I wrote and I get to hear that many people sing the same song, that will bring me just as much joy as whether I'm on or off the stage. There, there's some, there's a certain joy that comes with people celebrating something you've created in mass, especially something God has given you or something you waited a lifetime to see people respond to that. That's, that's the, that's the kind of thing I'd, I'd like to see at least once in my lifetime. Um, but anyway, let's go to the next question. We'll see how far we are. All right. We're down to maybe the last five minutes here. What kind of emergency scares you the most? Ooh. What's a nightmare scenario that I'd never want to be part of? I never want to be part of, like, the front lines of a natural disaster. Like, I never want to be right next to where the ground cracks and an earthquake. Or, I never want to be uh, right on the beach when a tsunami comes. Or I never want to be um, right in the road when a tornado hits. <laughs> like, um, any close proximity to any natural disaster would probably be the kind of emergency that scares me the most. That's on a, on a big scale. On a small scale, I don't ever want to be trapped in a room full of cockroaches. But what about you? <laughs> so, let's work with small scale first. Okay. I also don't want to be caught in a room of cockroaches, lizards, yeah. spiders, uh, bees. Uh, what's the other things? So, uh, why I hate cockroaches even more? Experience. Um, uh, a couple of years back, <clears throat> I was staying in Chasset with my aunt in Unity. And um, so I went to help my cousin uh, prepare for her market day and stuff like that. Yes. And that night, uh, I think it was a Friday, a Thursday or a Friday night. It was like really hot that that evening. Yeah. So you could just feel the heat. <laughs> Excuse me. And then and like we're just about to go upstairs to sleep, coming from the kitchen, and it was just the kitchen light that was on. Next thing I 
feel something fly on me and it was a flying cockroach oh, and it no. has been my worst experience ever that would be mine ever too. since then I thought like something is always on me crawling <laughs> <laughs> so yes cockroaches no bats no you know all of those things uh, but like on a large scale as well I would say um, like for us uh if we look uh, like for a few, uh, look at a few months back, I would never would what would have been uh, at the front line of those floods hitting South, uh, Durban, rather. Yeah, right. Like the people that were in Tongat and and stuff like that, they had it really bad. So I would never have wanted to see myself at the front line of that, right. where houses were just getting washed away and breaking down and. Uh, yeah, though the floods were really, really uh, bad uh, yeah, in KZN. And then now we look, we look even the beaches, uh, I think now with the global walking and stuff like that, you can see the tides coming closer and closer to the shores. Yeah. So like yesterday we went to try and light lanterns to release uh, for my uncle. Mm-hmm. And then we eventually we couldn't because of the wind blowing so hard. Yeah. So we were like trying to place it right there where the water would just take it in. So by the time we like leave it there and then we run back, the water's like coming to the shore. Mm-hmm. You know, like really far back where in years it hasn't even come close to it, past the rocks and stuff like that. You know, so it kind of reminds me or it makes me think like, you know, what if a tsunami hits? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Then you don't want to be at that stage where the wash is just gushing or even like we experienced like a earthquake uh, about a year or two back where we felt the ground shake and you just think wait what's happening what if I get sunk in or something you know so that is what I would find as an emergency that I don't want to be a part of right and uh, I was remembering one more thing that I saw on a TV show, which is also a nightmare scenario for me, um, hanging from a cliff above a pit full of snakes. I never want to be <laughs> in that situation either. <laughs> right, where I'm trying to pull myself up and I can't, but every time I look down, I'm about to fall into a pit of snakes. <laughs> Speaking of snakes uh, experience, uh, so I think I was still in primary school. It was about probably in grade three or four. Mm-hmm. And uh, just came home and Nicole was obviously cleaning home. It was a Friday because we always do like the intense cleaning on a Friday. Yeah. So we had the kitchen chairs outside and stuff because it was mopping and stuff like that. So Mark and I were outside eating. I think it was, we were having cereal or something after we came from school. Yeah. And then outside, and then I can see on the outside light, there's a green mamba, so a snake that's there. So we quickly close like the kitchen door, and then it's going to the other side, to the side door. Yeah. Oh no! Now what happens next? So you don't want to be caught in that moment where anything may attack. Oh, it was just like one of the, I think, the, one of the other scariest things, you know, to this. And I also hate frogs. I mean, I, I have a phobia for frogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So any, any of those things that I've mentioned, it should never be near me. I remember the one day 
a cockroach was in my room and I didn't get to kill it. I think I didn't sleep in my room for like a week. I would do the same. I was talking to my sister Morgan yesterday, the one who got kicked cutting off on the state to state connection. We discussed frogs too, and she said, uh, she made a funny story. She got to her home, uh, her home front door, and there was a frog on the door. <laughs> and only because there was a frog on the door, she didn't even bother to go in. She spent the night at a friend's house and then came back the next day. <laughs> And then now her husband, who's in the army, uh, her husband had to go away for a week long army trip and come to find out like literally three hours after he leaves the house, there's a snake in the garage. So (laughs) she refuses to leave the house and walk into the garage for the entire week. (laughs) And then when the husband comes home, he tries to shoot it without success then I think they had to slam it with something else, and then they were forced to like sweep it out the garage or something. <laughs> but but yeah, we're we're those types. I know. I get the feeling. All right. So last question of the show. Um, this is going to be a really interesting one, and you're gonna. I think you might be very curious as to why my answer is this. If you had to lose any one of your senses, that's hearing, smell, taste, touch, sight, whatever, which one would you lose and why? So, me, I tend to get the same pleasure that people get from eating delicious food. I get the same pleasure from listening to a good song or watching a good movie. So, I would actually give up my sense of taste... That way, if I had no taste, I could eat any healthy food I wanted and lose all this weight, and I never have to complain about the taste of the food. What about you? I would agree with you. <laughs> I think we're on the same page, yeah. I mean, those greens don't go down easily. Those veg don't go down easily yeah. without a bad taste. Just so you guys know, that's listening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I would think, yeah, I would lose the taste. Yeah. I have to taste horrible things. And then also... I won't indulge more in the good tasting things like the chocolates or the coke. Right, you know, the one exactly. that puts on the weight. Yes. Yeah. I'll so that's where we go also for, for the loss of taste. So you can just have those green smoothies and those green veggies that yeah. will help lose the weight. Stay away from all the, uh, a lot of red meat and, and stuff like that and all the good stuff. Yes. So because my weakness currently is coke and sweet stuff. Yeah. So if I lose space, then there's no need for me to have those things. Exactly. 100%. Yep, we're we're definitely on the same page there. And then the other thing I was thinking is even when you choose to lose your sense of taste, if you have that power, which is the name only one thing you would miss the taste of the most? For for me personally, it would be any any cheesecake. (laughs) What about you? For me, it's a hard one. It's a hard one because I have so many different things that I like. Like if if you're stuck on an island and only had access to one food on the island, what would that one food be? I know that's even a harder question. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> I mean, I have so many different ones. Okay, let's see. Let's let's think of this one. Let's think of the one that would be the best. Like, what's the most tastiest thing to me that you would want for you as your last meal, as your last supper? Let's see. Currently, a dessert or just a, no- a normal food? I mean, like like anything. Like you actually said it better. What what's the last the last taste you want in your mouth when you see? Jesus coming through the clouds, taking you to heaven. <laughs> well, that's hot. Because reason being, there has to be a dessert that goes with, but it's even harder if there's a dessert because there's so many that would also go with the perfect last supper. But I think, okay, I think I would have my mom's curries as my last nice. supper. That's a high compliment. Yeah, so maybe like her, a tasty Cornish or mutton curry would do as a last supper. I would, I would say uh, I must have a coke on the side and then um, the soji that uh, my boyfriend makes. Nice. That would be, yeah. I think you you should tell your mom and boyfriend that. Then maybe their descriptions of you be better. No, I was joking. <laughs> Uh, just, just when when we're done recording this, just say, "Mom, the last thing I want to taste before I die or enter heaven is the taste of your curries." And you could look your boyfriend eye to eye and say, "The last thing I want to taste is your soji." <laughs> anyway, actually, at your wedding reception, you should say that to your boyfriend. <laughs> Anyhow. But, he, actually, he, he should have a special bowl of soji prepared only on your table, while everybody else has to eat the nasty soji and you eat the the, the your boyfriend's soji. <laughs> no. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so me, yeah. I would say, um, you said Coke for your drink. The last drink I would want to taste in my mouth is that I'm not even sure if they have this in South Africa. It's a drink called Mountain Dew Baja Blast. I used to hate Mountain Dew. I, I had to grow on me over the years, but Mountain Dew Baja Blast is a light blue colored Mountain Dew that has a taste that is like out of this world, in my opinion. <laughs> so, I think I'll get to that. hopefully, I get a taste that one day. Yeah, if you if you tasted it once in your life, you would be like f coke for the rest of my life i'm not picking up another coke for the rest of my life anyway or you would even be like f fanta f coke i'm only drinking this <laughs> um anyhow tremaine it's been so fun so good how much fun have you had on your first ran wise show and then we'll get out of here oh i've had a lot of fun uh i think i i, I do these better than reviews i'm, I'm like i think I, i'm getting i'm getting the grip of it now yeah so hopefully the next one will be uh, more intense and and I think that I think the next one we should go on will be the unadulterated. Yes. I think it would be more uh, sof- like what's the word to get sophisticated. Oh, well, I'll let you know. Practically boosted up a lot more. Yes. <laughs> of uh, the confidence and it also narrowed down the anxiety a lot. And, yes. Uh, and the shyness yes. a lot so it's been a grand wise show and uh thank you so much for your participation and dedication and peace and blessings to you same to you brother <laughs> absolutely take care love to the family appreciate it